Welcome everybody to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wigella, and I'm joined for the first time today with one of my greatest friends, Jeff Warner. How are you doing? Excellent, excellent. Happy to be here. Yeah, glad we finally got you on. It's been a uh, work in progress for a while. It has been. Finally found a break in the schedule and I was like, you know what? I need to talk about some Infinity Wars. Ooh. I know Jeff's seen it. Four times. <laughs> and we will get to that. So stick around for the entertainment section of this podcast. It will be the best one this week because, man, oh, man, we will let you know. Um, but another news, Jeff, how are you? How you been? How was your weekend? I was great. Uh, we had that wedding. That uh, Chelsea wedding, and Copenin, man. man. I heard things got a little crazy after I left. I believe 911 was called on us twice. Did you get on the roof? That's what I, I got to onto know. the roof, and I peed on the roof, and I have no memory of it. I heard uh, you fell asleep in the elevator as well. I also fell asleep in the elevator and was guided back to not my room by, thankfully, Mitchell or, or Mike Wells and Barry. Thank you, guys. Oh, yeah, that was quite the... Uh, the predicament nobody <laughs> knew which room nick was in yeah also shout out to mike wells for thinking it'd be funny to call 911-1111 and it it just went straight to 911 <laughs> is that is that mike wells the uh, the owner of the marriott yeah mike wells owner of the marriott <laughs> and speaking of copenin and chelsea's wedding um let's check out these beers i got because it's kind of has to do with it I'll tie in let's see what we got here what are we drinking this week jeff we have a uh, from North Peak Brewing, a diabolical Indian pale ale. Yes, this is the IPA they were serving at the wedding. I see. Uh, they call it diabolical because of the alcohol content of six point six six percent. Oh, I didn't realize that. I wonder if it actually is that, or they just say that. Uh, it's close enough. And they'll, the IB, they'll probably round. The IBUs are six sixty six point six. What does IBU stand for again? You know. You know what? As forget. much as I drink beer, I should know that, but I feel I think it's like... how hoppy it tastes, but... IBU. Well, we have computers, but no, we have no time because we have to open these up. So, Jeff, let's open these up. You should have... Didn't I just give you one of those? Oh, you know what? You did. <laughs> oh, it was in his lap, guys. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, here and we these go. are in a, a funky little uh, oh, yeah. bottle, too. It's like a little half bottle. Yeah. Is this still 12 ounces, I believe? Still 12 ounces, everybody. Mm. Uh, oh, it. brings back memories. Tastes like Satan himself. <laughs> this yeah. is, I believe, the first North Peak uh, Brewing Company beer that we're drinking. So we are breaking historical grounds here on episode number 57 of the Split Six podcast. You like uh, the Indian Pale Ales? You down with the IPA? I, I love them. Um, oh, yeah. The last week we had the worst beer I've ever drank on the podcast with Mitchell, the Seosin. It tasted like... Like like um, skunked champagne. Mm. It was so gross. It's it was no it was like as bubbly as champagne is, but in a dirty beer form. Well, I hate champagne, so I'll probably never drink that. Don't Thanks ever. Thanks for the warning. But uh, <laughs> this is pretty good. I, I'm a. I wasn't always an IPA guy, but it's definitely an acquired taste. And once you oh, have yeah. it, IPAs are all right. Yeah, once you have it, it's hard to even drink anything else. Like I, I I, I this podcast like. Probably ninety percent of all these are IPAs <laughs> because I love them so much. Um, what's your favorite beer, Jeff? Do you have a favorite beer? I do. Uh, it only comes out in the summer. It'll be out fairly soon, usually at the end of May. It's from Oddside Ales in Grand Haven, and it's uh, called Havana Lima. It's actually uh, oh, lime and habanero. Yeah, yep. 
that's uh, it's definitely up there for me. I also recently had one which shot right to the top of the list. I went to Hopcat down in Detroit, and it's called uh, it's Right Brain Brewery. It's called Chai EO Stout. The stout okay. with chai tea and a coffee espresso. Interesting. That sounds pretty good. And I don't really like stouts, but I do like chai tea. Yeah, I'm wishy-washy on stouts. Some are better than others. But this one, I never really uh, was into chai tea, but I recently I've got some chai ice cream, some chai beer. I'm all about it. That's, that's great. Well, we got to move on to our first topic. We're going to have a great show for you guys. Remember... Fast forward to about the 35-minute mark to go straight to our Infinity Wars talk because that is going to be legendary. The good stuff. And this drop, I thought I timed it right, but there it is. Beer number one. Sport. All right, Jeff. The NFL draft has concluded all seven rounds, and boy, was it one of the most... It is one of the most exciting days in uh, football, even though it is the offseason. Oh, yeah, certainly. Uh, I unfortunately missed most of those days due to what we'll be discussing later. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just, I missed a lot of it because of all the, stu- all the shenanigans we had to do this weekend. But yeah, busy. Um, let's just start off with the home team over here and assess what the Lions did. Now, in the first round, the Lions, actually, I think they traded up. Let me look at this. Um, but the Lions took center Frank Ragnow, a pick which was very quickly hailed as a terrible pick in a classic Lions pick to the untrained eye, that is. That's what I heard. Everyone was pretty upset uh, right off the get-go. I know our friends were freaking out. Oh, no, the Lions again. Only to then come to the realization a little bit later after you know it was discussed that uh, it might actually have been a great pick. Yeah, um, I've heard analyst analysis uh, t- saying that he has very likely potential to be one of the top five centers in the league, and if that's the case, solid pick there. I mean, uh, he's got a cool name. I think Ragnow kind of Ragnow. sounds like a, sounds like a superhero. It's almost Ragnarok. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I did just watch the other day. Um, but yeah, and this completes our offensive line. We now have Taylor Decker, Graham Glasgow, Frank Ragnow. TJ Lang and Bobby Wagner. This should be undoubtedly the best line in the NFC North and one of the top five in the league, I think. And doesn't he have the potential as well to play two positions? He could play guard because Glasgow's natural position is a center, but he can play both. Perfect. But, you know, if he's going to be a top five center, I say let him play center and let's yeah. keep Glasgow over there. Protect Stafford. All right. You win, as my father always says, you win football by winning in the trenches, by having the best Offensive and defensive lines, that's how you win. And that's the Lions right now focused on their offensive line, and we solidified it under Bob Quinn. These are all Bob Quinn guys. No one left over from Martin Mayhew and the old regime. So forward down the field, boys. Let's start protecting the quarterback and running the ball, which is what leads us to our next pick. Yeah. Does that be carry on? We got carry on Johnson, the new Johnson. Hopefully light a fire under my heart and become my new favorite player. We will see. Uh, but Carrion Johnson out of Auburn, I'd be lying if I told you I watched him a lot, listened to some analysis. I heard people cautiously relate him to Le'Veon Bell with his running style because uh, he's patient and he waits for holes to develop, which hopefully now that we have solidified our line, they will, presuming Taylor Decker stays healthy. But, you know, we will see. I don't know much about him. I know a friend of the podcast, Mike Carls, was really into him. And once we made this pick, it's what really turned him around. 
in uh, the first pick. Yeah, just to go back to, to Ragnow as well, I heard uh, after the fact, like you said, once the, the word started to leak out about he might be actually a good pick, is it true he never in his college career let up any sack? Uh, I, be- I did hear that. That's kind of crazy. I think at least at least not in the last like couple years, which, you know, that's, that's what you need from a college player. Yeah, that blows my mind a bit. Uh, yeah, it's pretty insane. Uh, I'm into it. Let me see if the Lions traded up. They did not trade up, but the so here here's the here's the great thing about this first pick too is the Lions knew that the Bengals were going to take a center because mm. you know so you know theoretically the Lions could have traded down and someone who needed one of these other players would have traded up, but if the if the Bengals were going to take the center they wanted then you know just take him he's probably the top player on your your board complete the offensive line you help the running game which is what people have been bitching about the entire time like out, you know when, you know. You know when the last time the Lions had a 100-yard rusher was? Ooh, I know it's been a while. It's it's been rough, uh, rough running for us. <laughs> Don't quote me on this, but I believe it was 2013 Ugh, Thanksgiving gross. game with Reggie Bush. That is like how long has it been since Reggie Bush has been on our team or in the <laughs> league? Right. Um, which is insane. The the Lions did trade up to get on Johnson. Which the only thing about this draft that I'm not too kosher with is. Uh, just all the trades we made, you know, just to move up. Like, I mean, I get it, get your guys, but it is statistically proven that, like, the best team in the league, which is the Patriots, only hits on 55% of their draft picks. So quantity is better than quality. And that's the only thing I just don't, I can't get totally on board. The third round, the Lions select Tracy Walker, a safety out of Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, don't know anything about him. All I know is he is Darius Slay's cousin. Oh, huh. that's good enough for me. Should be some instant uh, chemistry in there if he's any good. You know, uh, defensive backs in the NFL take a few years to develop, so look for him to play a role very insignificantly. Mm. It's really good. The more you drink of this beer, it, it kind of goes down a lot smoother. Yeah, it makes me want to climb on some roofs, baby. <laughs> Let's Don't worry on. about that. Saturday, we got a two-story. Uh, oh, this Saturday? Oh, yeah. This Saturday, I'm sure we'll be on the roof. Uh, we do have Mike Carl. Shout out to Mike Carl's again. Uh, bachelor party this Saturday. Wedding the following one. Getting on the roof both. Congrats, buddy. Consider it done. Um, <laughs> in the fourth round, the Lions select Deshaun Hand, defensive end out of Alabama. Um, I think this player, is, from what I heard, was one of the most, one of the best recruits out of high school, but didn't really show it at the college level. Uh, you know, so it's hard if he didn't, if Nick Saban couldn't get anything out of him. I'm not sure Matt Patricia and I, for, I forget what our defensive coordinator's last name is. It's kind of hard to pronounce, I think. But um, we'll see. He's obviously got the size and and the skills. It's just can he put it together? So I'm not going to hate on him for that pick. Also, Hand, also a cool last name, could be a villain. Yeah. You know, in a superhero movie, that is. We are doing... This is a superhero-themed show. Oh, go ahead. Uh, you, you can talk on the podcast. Okay. How do I get on the internet on this thing? <laughs> Drag the, the trackpad down to Safari. Why am I not seeing Safari? It should be on the bottom. It might pop up. Hold on. Let, let me check. Oh, there we go. Click on that. You know, Tra- the trackpad on that computer, you do have to click a little harder than normal. I got gotcha. And it will take a second to pop up. We are We're hooking golden. Jeff up with the uh, my old MacBook from 2009, which is still kicking, but it's showing its age a little bit. 
took a bit to boot up. It's but almost we're, 10 years old. We're wow, good. Once you get that. rolling. I've almost been out of high school for 10 years. Wow. Hey, my 10-year reunion is in one month. Are you going? Uh, I am, yeah. Uh, nice. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. From a past life, one of which I don't know if we've met anybody from uh your your high school days. No, yeah, Jungle End's kind of kind of uh, off to the side. I Jeff's got a whole secret life. We will one day get it out of him very very Ooh, It's very dark. You don't want to go there. <laughs> And the next pick the Lions had was in the fifth round. We selected Tyrell Crosby, offensive tackle from Oregon, who I believe, uh, like Frank Ragnow, did not let up a sack in at least multiple years. Which, you know, this is surely a pick that, like, wow, I can't believe this guy is still here. We don't need an offensive tackle, but you can't you can't sacrifice this. This is like draft the best player available, stick to your board. This that kind of a pick. Who I wish they would have selected here, though, is I really wanted Troy Fumagalli from Wisconsin. I'm telling you, I watched him play one game entirely, and he dominated the game. And we need a tight end, but I can't argue with, you know, football's one in the trenches, and getting tackle depth, depth would have really helped us last year when our entire line was hurt. Absolutely. Line is the, you know, it's, it's not the... The pristine, you know, the the position that gets you the glory, right. but it, it matters every play. It's not, as they say, a sexy pick, but I say we change that. Let's start making offensive line have a better sex appeal. Ooh. You know what I'm saying, everybody? Yeah, where's their body issue? Yeah, why don't we make them pose nude for uh, for photo shoots, <laughs> which we will get to later. <laughs> um, and the final selection the line had was in the seventh round. We did not have a six-round pick. It was Nick Bowden. A fullback from San Diego State. Kind of a recently underutilized position. Yeah, I don't know if that means the fullback's coming back or if we drafted this guy to play on special teams. Um, either way, need we'll someone see. to block for uh, Mr. Carrion. Yeah. So this draft, uh, giving draft grades is nonsense, stupid because you don't know. I mean, if if everyone knew, then the draft wouldn't would be irrelevant and players would just be allotted. So. All I'm saying is I like it, um, and I'm also giving the caveat that there's probably nothing they could have done that I wouldn't like unless they drafted like a kicker in the second round. Shout out to uh, Tampa Bay a few years ago. Shout out to you, Dave Jeremy. Um, he's a Tampa Bay fan. <laughs> <laughs> but Jeff, any any thoughts on the Lions overall draft? I'm just excited for the next season. You know, I'm I'm not one of the bandwagoners going to jump on and off. Uh, you know, I've never been a, a huge huge Lions fan but you know they are still my team I'm a you know I'm Detroit based so uh I always want to see him do well and you know hopefully this is the year could you imagine them going to a Super Bowl and what it would be like here it would be insane be the best, best especially with life. our friend group <laughs> oh yeah I didn't even know what I would do but uh I have predicted and I'm sticking to my guns the Lions are going to the Super Bowl this year Jeremy I'm not would lose winning. his mind oh yeah Jeremy would probably rock a boner for a couple weeks probably a month <laughs> the whole the whole two weeks leading up to the super bowl from the from the nfc championship game jeremy would be straight up hard as a rock be a very uncomfortable month for oh, him yeah. being his roommate yeah <laughs> yeah you might have to live in your room for, for that month <laughs> um yeah so that is the lions draft there were other players taken though everybody we got to talk about 
the other top surprises. The draft started off with a shocker, as most people had expected the Browns to select Sam Darnold with number one pick when they shocked the world and take Baker Mayfield. Oh, yeah. that's uh, That was definitely a bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. A quarterback with off-the-field concerns, but if you took those away, he would be the number one undoubtedly. So, Browns, I say smart choice. He was the split-six consensus number two-ranked um, quarterback. Because if you listen to the last show, me and Mitchell did our countdown of the best quarterbacks we thought from you know just us thinking. Um, so I say good pick. I did not like Sam Darnold as much as everyone else does. And, and, and once again, with the caveat where I did not watch these players, watch Baker Mayfield a few times, but just hearing what I've heard and his interception problems, I think Baker Mayfield or Josh Rosen was the clear choice. But Baker Mayfield goes one. The Giants take Saquon Barkley, the overall best player in the draft. Uh, talented running back, pairing him with Odell Beckham Jr. should cause nightmares for defenses once they get rid of Eli Manning, which would be in a, like a well, year. For the time being, though, Eli needs a little bit of help, and that'll take some yeah. pressure off him for sure. I mean, if Eli can't get it done with this, you know, I mean, if if the Giants lose, they better be losing because of their terrible defense, not because of their their offense can't score like, at least 35 points a game. I mean, come on. Um, Jets Jets end up with Sam Darnold, you know, just bound to be another terrible Jet quarterback, I think. I don't know. You think he's going to start over McCowan right away? I don't think he should. Um, Maybe but, a couple games in? Yeah, a couple games in. I don't, think, I don't think any of these quarterbacks should start right away. And then the Browns had the fourth pick, which everyone in the world was expecting to take the the best defensive player in the draft with Bradley Chubb, but they decide to take Ohio State cornerback Denzel Ward, a pick that will probably be – people will probably frown at that this year because, like like I said earlier, cornerbacks take longer to adjust to the speed of the NFL. Um, defensive ends can get right in there if they're, if they're the talent that Bradley Chubb supposedly is. So, you know, this could be a good pick down the, war, down, down the uh, stretch, but we'll see immediately. I'm not sure. Uh, I think you should have took Bradley Chubb there and pair him with Miles Garrett because then, wow, do you have a defensive line. Well, you know, you know who took advantage of that? That would be the Broncos. The Broncos did take advantage. Everyone thought they were going with a quarterback here because they, by golly, do need a quarterback. I guess they're just thinking Case Keenum is going to lead them like he led the Vikings, but we'll see. I had Case on my uh, my fantasy last year. He didn't let me down. No, he had an unbelievable season. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that that season is not going to be matched by Kirk Cousins, you Minnesota fans, talking to you, Joe. Um, so, you know, I don't think I don't think the Broncos will do anything this year. They still have that stellar defense, and it's keep, getting even more stellar. So, you know, they could do something. They're, they're going to remind me a lot like how the Vikings of last year, of Case Keenum and a great defense. Colts selected one of the top, I think the top, top uh, three – so there was, like, Saquon Barkley, Bradley Chubb, and this next person who is um, uh, um, Quentin Nelson out of Notre Dame, a guard who, I mean, I've only heard about him. He is just a, a, a man amongst boys when he's playing. But it is a guard. But if, and this is a big if, if Andrew Luck comes back, they're going to need to keep him upright because he's a little fragile, it appears. So good pick. Yeah, Fucking I, I Andrew can't. Luck. I, you got one of the best players in the draft. Can't can't go wrong. 
Then we got the Bills taking Josh Allen, a quarterback out of Wyoming. Our, my least favorite quarterback in the draft because he is not good. He just has the size and measurables that you need as a quarterback. So it's, I think if, if Josh Allen is good, there's no way they knew that. And if he's bad, there's no way they knew that. They don't know. He's, he's it's a complete luck pick. Yeah, just rolling the dice. And you know what, Bills? I don't know. I don't know how you pick him when Josh Rosen's on the board. So now we're just going to move to this to the sexy picks. Josh Rosen, the Cardinals trade up to get him. Great pick. He was my number yeah. one quarterback. Gets to sit behind Sam Bradford for two games until Sam Bradford's uh, knee gets injured. And then, you know, start and suck for a year and get better and better. Cardinals got their franchise quarterback. And their dark days of, of late should be over relatively soon. Rosen was the one who was a little salty that he got picked yeah. so late, right? He did the Kobe Bryant thing where he says he's nine teams made mistakes and Kobe Bryant can still name everybody that was drafted in front of him so this might be a bit down the line but I don't think anyone was as salty as uh, Lamar Jackson yeah well Lamar Jackson wasn't expected to go as high I know but he still was where did he go he went I think it was the final uh, pick oh yeah he went uh, uh, number 32 overall to the Ravens I just saw the interview with him and he was he was not too happy about being passed over by some people. He probably wasn't happy about playing for the Ravens. That too. That I mean, too. That's that's I don't know. That's just a, such a Joe Flacco makes me think that team is so boring. But he also, you know, what the best thing about that for him though is RG three's on the Ravens now as the backup quarterback. And if there's one lesson RG three can take, give to Lamar Jackson, it's hey, be careful with your body because it can ruin a career. Yeah, don't be made of glass. Right. Um, Patriots took the first running back, Sony Michelle, or the second running back after first running back after Saquon Barkley. Um, I was high on Michelle. Patriots take him. You know, you got to think he's going to be good, but the Patriots run a multiple running back system, so we'll see. Yeah, I was really excited to to hopefully pick him up in the draft, but being on the Patriots scares me a bit. Yeah, I've we talked about it in our dynasty draft. Yeah, what pick are you in that? Uh, I don't know yet. Did you, you make you the playoffs? Yes. For the okay. Got League, I was third, I believe. Then you will not be picking Sony Michelle because no, I no. have the first, and, or I, no, I have the second and the fifth pick, and I will take him with one of those. Motherfucker. But I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to swindle Mitchell in a deal to get the number one pick because he's already got David Johnson. He doesn't. He needs wide receivers, and I have wide receivers. So Mitchell, hit me up. We can make a deal. Um, other draft picks of note: Nick Chubb goes to the Browns. He's a running back from Georgia. Um, a little early for Nick Chubb, I think, but. Uh, Ronald Jones, the second, goes to the Buccaneers from USC. I've heard really good things about this guy, that he's a speedster, and I'm excited for him. I'm honestly, if I don't make the trade for Mitchell's guy, I'm probably going to take Ronald Jones with the second overall pick. I already talked about Carryon Johnson. Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny. Oh, he went to the first round, actually. Didn't yeah, he? he was the first running back, huh? Uh, first after I don't know much Barkley. about Rashad Penny, um, but if they're going to take him that early – there's, they got to see something, yeah. I believe. I imagine production is in his future. One of the bigger surprises of this draft was how far uh, Darius Geis fell. He was like most often rated as the second-best running back in the draft, but he had really weird interviews, I guess. He was late to them. He did accuse the teams of asking him if his mother was a prostitute or asking him if he's gay. Um, irrelevant questions that it seemed like a team would be too stupid to ask. And, um, you never know. These teams do some crazy shit. We'll see more on that later. Yeah, but the Redskins. I mean, if it works out, the Redskins got a steal. But they're the Redskins, probably the worst franchise in the NFL right now. 
uh, they are racist, actually. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much all the all the the sexy shocker picks. Oh, wide receivers. Falcons ended up with Calvin Ridley in a wide receiver week draft, but they could pair him with Julio Jones. I don't know what to expect from Calvin Ridley, but it can't hurt to add some more weapons to that offense that for some reason struggled last year. I don't know anything else about the wide receivers, so you have to excuse me. The Cardinals did draft Christian Kirk. We can call him Captain Kirk. But <laughs> uh, Jeff, any other draft notes you want to get to? No, I mean, with that, you know, anything after the first, I, I didn't really pay attention to, unless it was for the Lions. <laughs> well, let's stick with football, and let's stick with the Washington Redskins. Uh, the Washington, Washington Redskins cheerleaders had come out, came out to say that they were forced to pose naked during a trip to Costa Rica to shoot their swimsuit magazine. And, you know, you may think, okay, Maybe if they're posing naked consensually, that's fine, you know. And, you know, their swimsuit magazines, sometimes they're like their bikinis off and they're like, you know, just covering their breasts or whatnot for them. But the thing that makes this even more weird than that is that they had like the VIP uh, sponsors of the Redskins there and the suite owners of the Redskins there that were invited to watch the shoot. And the horror stories coming from these cheerleaders are pretty nuts. Like, one of them, I, I heard, like, the, during a shoot, like, all the other cheerleaders, like, kind of blocked the guys off from viewing the girl from being shot. Because he was getting shot naked, but... Oh, hit that mute button up there. Top, top row. Ah. Laptop going crazy. It's okay. It's first podcast, everybody. Give them a break. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I first heard the story, I, I kind of thought the same thing. Like, oh, okay, well, maybe, you know, it's something that they might have agreed to or, or been down with. Uh, but the more you actually kind of dig into the story, it's kind of kind of fucked up. Uh, the yeah. fact that when they got there, they took their path, passports yeah. and kind of... It's like trapping. Yeah, almost locked them into to being stuck in this situation. Um, and then, like you said, also being kind of used even after the photo shoots as the escorts to right. some of these, uh, you know, these these people who yeah. are sponsoring the team. One of the cheerleaders said that they were urged and they were urged to flirt and drink with these people, which, you know, it it's basically just a team using them as objects to get more money or make their people that give them money happy. Yeah, you're pimping them out. Exactly. And this comes on the heels of a previous cheerleading scandal with the New Orleans Saints where a girl was fired for a player talking to her because the cheerleaders aren't allowed to talk to the players. Like, even if they follow them on Instagram, they have to block them. And this is all so much pressure for a job that they make like 20 grand a year in, <laughs> which they are severely underpaid. Right. And they're not even allowed to have any body fat. It's I don't know. Being an NFL cheerleader sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I mean, this is this is something that, I mean, like I said, once I looked into it and, and got the facts of this, I mean, there's definitely something needs to be done about this. This is this is not right. No. Uh, the Me Too movement is coming for you, NFL, so I, I suggest you get your act together and nip this in the bud because this does not look good and... I mean, there could be even criminal charges against Washington if this proves true and if they can prove anything. Because you are legitimately pimping out your cheerleaders if you're inviting random guests to watch them shoot naked. 
You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so I just wanted to touch on that before we quickly dive into the current state of the NBA and NHL playoffs. Um, so we got on the background right now, Cleveland versus Toronto, game two. Um, from the looks of this, Cleveland is up big and probably going to take a 2-0 lead. Uh, they had an impressive overtime comeback uh, in game one, and looks like LeBron is finding his groove, and the Raptors just cannot shake the Cavaliers. They should have had the game, was it yesterday or two days ago? Whatever their last game was. The Cleveland-Toronto? Yeah, Toronto should have had it. They had plenty of opportunities at the end of the game. Yeah, just... I mean, I honestly haven't watched anything, but I heard that like they were up by eight at the end. Yeah, and then, uh, I mean, even towards the end of the game, they had four chances right at the, the buzzer to, to get it in and just couldn't couldn't lay it up. You know, I mean, I feel for Toronto because um, they're the only Canadian basketball team, and they've been so good but just not quite there for so long because they just can't beat the Cavaliers. They get knocked out with them every year. Um, but that being said, the only team that I think could have a chance at beating Golden State is Cleveland, and I don't even think that's a big chance. But out of everyone in the East, because the other series is Boston, uh, Philadelphia, so the Sixers, Celtics. Mm-hmm. I believe this the Celtics won game one. Somehow, Brad Stevens... The head wait is it Brad Stevens? I think that's the, the whoever the head coach is of the Boston Celtics. What the fuck? I, he is such a great coach because his Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving are hurt for the year, and they are still getting it done. You know, I mean, because you're playing against Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid in 76ers, which our friend Eric is obsessed with, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, they can they, without any like I mean I couldn't even tell you who their best player is because I don't know who it is I mean is it Greg Monroe is it Jason Tatum is it blue 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 I don't know <laughs> yeah I, I don't know how like Cleveland is gonna compete with uh, the Warriors either. yeah especially with Curry back did you see that game I did not I've I've I have not watched any game of round two yet because Curry I've been so looked busy. good he looked like prime Curry Curry he's, he's hitting threes from the half court he's Laying him up. I mean, he's doing all. He he did not look injured yeah. in the least. Curry is my favorite player, and he has been for a while. So don't call me a bandwagon fan, though <laughs> technically I am because I did jump on his bandwagon uh, back when Mark Jackson was the head coach. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you can't beat the Warriors. They're up two zero on the Pelicans, which people thought that the Pelicans could le- legitimately stand a chance against them. No, I don't think any team can. A lot of people are saying the Rockets can. I don't think any team can. They have Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and you don't even have to play another player. You're good. Um, as long as they're healthy and don't sustain some kind of major injury, they should walk to the finals and walk past LeBron in the finals. You know, I don't, you know, So this second round is just not that exciting to me. Then you got Houston against the Jazz, which... I expect Houston to pull it off. I believe the Jazz came back and won. They had a twenty-point lead at one point and gave it away. The Jazz did, yeah. And then, but then they still ended up winning, right? Uh, did they win at the end of that game? I think they they lost they they lost the lead and then came back. And if won they the did, end. though, I mean, it's still it was it shouldn't even have been close. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I hate watching the Jazz because the Pistons should have had Donovan Mitchell, and Donovan Mitchell is. 
the next superstar in this league, and it's hurts so bad. It's like drafting Darko, but worse because uh, because you know I don't know. Donovan Mitchell is just special, and we needed this so bad. And Darko was supposed to be amazing, um, but just didn't. And Luke Kennard was supposed to be what Luke Kennard is, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, so let's say we'll say Houston wins. Golden State beats Houston. Golden State against I don't know the the last interesting matchup I think well so the the conference finals going to be great. Uh, Houston versus Golden State is going to be really fun to watch. If LeBron well LeBron's presumably going to get past Toronto. If the Seventy Sixers can come back from their one zero deficit and get past. Boston, I think that series could be fun. Cleveland versus Philadelphia. I feel like Philadelphia probably matches up a little better with them and is going to have that grit and that newness to lose in a game seven to LeBron. But that'll be fun to watch. And then Golden State against LeBron again because that's what, I mean, that's what the that's what basketball is, is these <laughs> yeah, days. Every year. Three in a row. Let's do that four in a row. That'd be exciting. And, yeah, that'll, be, that'll conclude the NBA playoffs, I bet. Uh, NHL. I am even less touched up on. Pittsburgh's playing Washington right now. Tampa Bay is playing Boston right now. The Golden Knights, the best story in the NHL, are, are I think, beating uh, San Jose. Actually, I think San Jose won last night. And then there are two other teams, Winnipeg and... Maybe it was Winnipeg and, uh, Winnipeg and someone. I don't know. NHL playoffs, Jackie, any into, into them at all? Uh, NHL's never been my bag, but I did watch the, the Sharks-Golden Knights game last night. Not that it was much of a game, yeah, <laughs> but did catch it. Me and Kirk were watching it at the bar. At, we went to a concert last night, which is pretty dope. But What concert? We saw Modest Mouse at the film. Oh, uh, my Modest favorite Mouse. band, you now the brand new's <laughs> lead guy got me too So <laughs> It's all over. It's all over, everybody. It turns out everyone's famous sucks. Yeah, you don't want to be on the end of that gun. Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... Was it a valid Me Too, though? Because some of them are a little... This one, I think, was valid. He was grooming... Was know, it 25 years ago where they're like, oh, this happened, and come it, on. It, 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 the, the people that came out, it, it had happened, like, uh, probably, like, 10, 15 years ago. See, I, I think that's... Uh, there should be some grounds for, like, too late, bro. You missed your window. Well, that's just my opinion. I mean, obviously it's still <laughs> fucked up, but come on. Like, I'm sorry. After I mean, he's that not, point, not going to get in any legal trouble. It's just like, why right. am I going to support this guy who probably still is an asshole? Yeah. Because patterns don't like, you know, I don't I mean he, he, he's different now. I accept that. But if you the context of his music after it, it's weird. Beer number two, entertainment. Well, that's perfect because I just finished my beer. What a conversation to end on. <laughs> Guys, we are excited. This is what we've been waiting for. That was so good. So, Jeff, let me tell you how this is going to work. We're going to start... And let me tell you guys, more importantly, how this is going to work. We're going to start off by not spoiling this movie, as in the Avengers Trust Infinity me, War. You do not want it spoiled. Go in so if, blind. If you haven't seen it, continue listening until we tell you not to, and then skip ahead until the... Um, I don't know. Until the political section, which is at, like... Um, a minute and six, a minute or one hour and six minutes, about. Uh, maybe a little longer. I don't know. Just be careful. <laughs> <laughs> don't jump in randomly. If you so, hear the name Thanos, run. Jeff, 
describe what this movie is about without spoiling anything. Okay. Uh, so this is kind of the culmination of Marvel's, uh, at this point, it'd be from 2008. So that would be a 10-year story, um, kind of all building to this particular moment. Um, it revolves around the Infinity Stones, which are kind of the MacGuffin of the Marvel Universe. Uh, there are six stones, and it's specifically uh, about Thanos, the Mad Titan, who's been teased a bit in some of the after credit scenes. He was in, I believe it was Guardians of the Galaxy yep. 1, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, he's been kind of you know teased as a villain for a bit here. Uh, finally gets his own movie, and uh, it's really about his quest to attempt to obtain as many of the stones as possible, uh, and of course the Avengers trying to stop that because that is very, very bad for the universe because once all stones are obtained, it's something that uh, he gets kind of ultimate power, ultimate power to do whatever he wants, ultimately. Um, it's it's through the Infinity Gauntlet, which is a, a device in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe that allows him to wield the stones. Yep. Um, and there are five stones. Is there five or six stones? There's six stones. Okay. Then, as I said, five of them have actually been teased in the movies. Yeah. Uh, one, we don't know where it's at. Okay. All right, guys. That pretty much... Well, actually, before we conclude this spoiler-free segment, um, what'd you think? So I loved it. I've actually, as I teased earlier, I've seen it four times. The first four days it was out, I saw it each and every day, taking different people. Um, first time I saw it, uh, I will say... I, I I loved it absolutely off the first time, but mm -hmm. I was I was unsure if it was my favorite or if it was up towards you know the upper tier of some of the Marvel movies because with Winter Soldier, uh, Civil War, I mean there's there's definitely some good entries. Um, after watching it a second time, really you can kind of follow the story a lot easier, mm -hmm. um, and it, it's really it made me like the movie even more to be honest. Yeah, and since then you know third and fourth same thing. I just I really enjoy it. It's definitely in my top two or three, uh, mm. for sure. So, all right. So, I didn't see The Winter Soldier. I didn't see Civil War. Um, We've got some work to do. Um, uh, so, my, this my question to you is, what movies, what Marvel movies do you think are absolutely necessary before you watch this? So, with that, I would say uh, Guardians, for That's sure. the most important one. Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy, Guardians of the one. Galaxy. Um, I would say... Of course, Avengers, um, the first Avengers for sure, because it's the first tease and set up for the actual villain in this one. Um, I would also say Civil War because it puts you in a good uh, context of where our heroes yeah. are at. Um, I wish I would have seen that one before. And then this. Doctor Strange actually kind of ties in pretty well oh, to it. Yeah, you do as have well. to see Doctor Strange. Black Panther is a more recent one. Um, I don't know if it's absolutely necessary. Black Panther's more of just kind of a side character in this one. So if you're, you know, if he's one of your favorite characters, he's there and he has some great moments, but it's not something that you would be required viewing. You need to see the end of Thor Ragnarok to understand what the hell's going on at the beginning of this movie. Absolutely. Um, all right, guys. Uh, if you are still listening and you have not seen this, skip ahead. We're we're getting into spoiler territory now. Woo. All right, that's your warning. Um, I did make Jeff. Uh, I did make I did go back in the podcast and make Jeff change his explanation in the beginning because I just really don't want you guys to know about the true power of all the stones where he can wipe out half of humanity like he wants to. Correct, and 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 uh, now that we're spoilers, he does. Yes, and boy, 
um, was that nuts. But we have, we have much more to cover before that. Um, so the movie opens <laughs> with uh, Asgard and whoever's remaining there being attacked by Thanos' ship. And... Kind of uh, kicks off with a bang. Kicks off with a bang. Jeremy Jeremy did keep keep joking all week, and I heard two main characters die in the first minute, and That's true. we were all like, "No, no, that doesn't happen." Like, oh well, Heindel and Loki, bye bye, bye bye. <laughs> Snaps his neck and what stabs him dead, and even I mean, he didn't kill him, but he might as well of the Hulk uh, when they have their little confrontation. We have a Hulk. Oh yeah, shuts mm-hmm. him right down, beats him down. Uh, almost slams him into the floor like Loki did. Uh, mm. Got slammed in the first Avengers, and and it really sets the tone for this is a villain that you do not want to mess with. Right. Yeah. So you know Thor is all tied up and whatnot by like two of Thanos's friends, who are characters we're not given much description of. That's probably one of the only flaws of movies. We don't really know who the hell these guys are. Yeah, the Black Order doesn't get too much screen time. Um, each one's kind of different though, and and has little cool things about mm-hmm. them i'd say ebony maw the the yeah. one who actually locks down thor and has the telekinetic powers he's yeah, my yeah. favorite um he gets a short end yeah, of the stick very but short death uh but the time <laughs> he was there was definitely cool he gets a couple really cool fight scenes and and they really show what he can do and but that opening scene just really set the tone of the movie because you get two really major deaths that you weren't really expecting and you just presume that thor dies too yeah, with the explosion. Uh, I know I was kind of concerned the first time that I saw the movie. You said you did see Ragnarok, correct? I saw, yeah, I saw it at the end. So but you know. I, but I, I miss, I honestly missed like the last five minutes of the Oh, movie. well, ultimately, everyone from that movie uh, who's saved from Ava- uh, Asgard. Asgard. Spoilers for a- Thor. Asgard. Asgard, yeah. <laughs> Asgard humor. Um, gets on a, that ship, which ultimately is, you know, is obviously uh, boarded by Thanos and his crew. But uh, they do mention, I was kind of concerned because Valkyrie, yeah. Korg, you know, a lot of the characters from Thor Ragnarok who got on that ship aren't even in this movie. And I was curious. I was like, did they die? Like, that's weird right. that they set them it's up. probably because Valkyrie was filming Westworld. Yeah, that, that's absolutely why. But <laughs> it's also why they, they do explain movie. it away. Um, like I said, in the, the first viewing, I didn't really catch it. But later uh, in the movie, Thor actually, when he's talking to the Guardian, says that Thanos killed half of the crew or, or the the, yeah, the ship uh-huh. so where did the other half go uh the, he probably just let them go pods? i mean who knows how they're going to explain it away later but it yeah. looks like they're 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 probably safe yeah probably an escape pod so like you're talking about valkyrie and like the the rock dude the rock dude korg yeah hey man that guy was great and that guy was because ragnarok i watched it and you're the when i when we uh first went and saw the first avengers together we dressed up as I think our favorite ones each. Yeah, just popped up on my time hop. You were Thor. Yeah, I was Thor. You were Captain America. Captain America. Eric Hulk. Mike. Uh, Iron, Iron Man. Man. We had Sean as Hawkeye. Yeah. We had Iron about seven Black Widows. Yeah, because there was only one female Avenger back then. Um, but <laughs> Thor has always been my favorite Avenger. And, and it, it boy, was, does he shine in this movie. It's It was so... Even in Thor Ragnarok, you know, the reason it was my favorite Avenger because the first Avengers... Or the first Thor movie was so funny. And... Every time, and then Ragnarok was such good comedy writing, and then this movie even better. On that Thor Ragnarok note, have you seen any of that director's other work? No, such as what we do in the shadows. No, actually. Oh, we have a movie to watch. It's about <laughs> a, just not to get off topic, but it's okay. just because you'll you'll really enjoy it. It's a comedy, of course. Um, 
a bit of a kind of New Zealand zany humor. Uh, it's about a, a group of vampires who live together in a flatting situation and the mundane life that they have because they've been alive for so long. And there's there's some really good gags. That, so it's not a horror movie? No, no. It's an absolute comedy. Oh. Yeah. I mean, like, it, it gets into how mundane and, and strange their life is just because being vampires uh-huh. there's a lot of things you can't do like if they want to look uh, or you know go out on, for a night on the town and they want to get dressed you can't look in the mirror and see how you look because you're a vampire so you right. have to sit there and have your friends draw you and show you the picture <laughs> just things like that like little things that make fun of the vampire genre poke fun and uh it's it's a really fun you time know, you know what i heard about uh the vampire genre the real other reason they can't see themselves in the mirror why was that? Because mirrors used to be made back in the day out of silver. Huh. And like, you know, like a silver stake. Like kills yeah. Them. Wait, right? Isn't so, that yeah, it is? yeah. Some some vampire stories have silver being their weakness, such as this movie. Yeah. They play on that big time. Um, but so, but I, yeah, so, so I heard the, 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 the things the movie gets wrong these days are they still can't see out of the shadows even though mirrors aren't made out of silver anymore. That's a good theory. I've never heard that. That's actually, I mean, it, it makes some semblance of sense as much as yeah. a vampire theory could go. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, back yeah, to the back Avengers. Back to the Avengers. For, for, you know, there's a good chance we're going to cancel the political segment of this podcast tonight because we we just described one scene of the Avengers and it took up half of this segment almost. <laughs> we, can, we can get going. Um, but no, I want to dissect the entire thing because it was, it was honestly such a movie that inspired me to watch the superhero movies again. So much motion in this movie. Yeah. Um, and so much like, and you know, so the next thing that happens in terms of, I guess, you know, maybe we should just go through Thor's storyline real quick. Okay. That works for me. So, so Thor gets beat up by Thanos and left her dead and a ship explodes. And his brother Loki. Loki's dead. Which we mentioned it. Heindel's dead. Before Heindel died, he transported Transport, the hulk yeah transported yeah, bruce Bifrost. banner the hulk back to earth because you know apparently he can do that you know that's kind of wonky but what he have you seen thor he can yeah. he can always do that i know but the first thor didn't he have to use the bifrost he had what to the use the bifrost? The, of the bifrost then i don't know yeah don't it's just all hey heimdall. now <laughs> yeah it's all heimdall he did summon that what he asked for the dark powers back or whatever it may be mm-hmm. i am willing to forgive that one Heindel is one of my favorite characters. I'm sad I he's know. gone. Idris Elba played him so good. Did not even realize that was Idris Elba. And I fucking love Idris Elba. Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> kind of a chameleon. Yeah. Um, okay. So then Thor, he's just floating down in space until he's run into <laughs> everyone's favorite Marvel characters, Guardians of the Galaxy, And can we baby. just talk about how before they introduced the Guardians, it just cuts to the black of space with the word space yeah <laughs> you know actually let's not go through let's just go through the movie in order okay so before we get to that it cuts down to tony stark right yes correct talking to what's his pepper pepper, pepper Potts. pepper Potts, and they're talking about their engagement or uh, engagement as well as he thinks that he had a dream about her being pregnant which could be something later down the line okay um she denies it but yeah um then they're interrupted by dr strange who says, obviously, Dick's the Hulk. Doctor Strange draws his little circle, yep. walks through a portal. And then uh, says, you know, we need your help. The Hulk shows up, uh, which, of course, by this time, I mean, in the Marvel Universe, it's been years since the Hulk and Tony have even seen each other. Yeah. Right. Um, because the Hulk hasn't been seen since 
um, after the Age of Ultron. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, or see, I saw it. Can you give me a quick synopsis of Age of, Age of Ultron? Because I saw it, but I was hammered, drunk, and I don't remember. First time I've ever blacked out in a movie. So Age of Ultron, they, um, they first, it starts with an action sequence of them storming the Nazi base where they have the Tesseract. Um, and they're using so it to experiment. Yes, and they're using it to experiment on humans, which is where Scarlet Witch and her brother come into play. Quicksilver. Um, Wait, I don't, I don't remember. Any, were they in this movie? Scarlet Witch. Yeah, the Scarlet guy? Witch is is the Olsen twin or sibling. Who? Yeah, she's the one with the red powers. Okay, the who's in love with like, Vision? Yeah. Okay. Who, but who's Silver? He's dead. He dies okay. in Age of Ultron. Spoilers. Um, but. They uh, they're using that to experiment on humans, so they go ahead and they obtain that. Um, once they have it, Tony's all about not uh, the Avengers not having to continue. He wants to create a shield around the world so that they're not necessary. You know, okay. protect the world from space. Now that they've seen the Avengers stuff, yeah, and and he knows what's out there, so he uses the Tesseract and the power of the Tesseract to create a very powerful artificial intelligence. Which ends up being so powerful that it questions, like even why humans are necessary, and it becomes self-aware, becomes the villain of that movie. So is that Ultron? That's Ultron. Yes. So okay. So what? Where does Vision? Where does he come in? So Vision comes into play. Uh, Ultron. He uh, he can kind of switch from body to body because he's not really. Uh, a form he's more of kind of like the internet he more can like, just go wherever he like needs a to go or yeah yeah so he wants a permanent body um that that's very powerful so he uses the power of the tesseract and and uh specifically what stone is that the seeing stone uh that's the mind stone mind um, or i'm sorry is it the tesseract it was, tesseract, it was it's not the te- tesseract that's what they called it yeah but well the tesseract's the power or the space stone and that's different no. because that's what Thanos te- gets right up no, front. The Tesseract's just what encases the stone. Oh, I know what it is. Okay, so it's not the Tesseract. The Tesseract is the square yeah. that is used. What it's from, yeah. I'm sorry, what it's from is actually Loki's scepter from the very first Avengers. It's how he's controlling Hawkeye and how he's controlling different people throughout oh, that movie. Okay. It's called the Mind Stone. He uses Mind that Stone. because he knows that we're not even scratching the surface of its power. So he creates an artificial body and puts that stone in. Uh, but it's stolen from him in that movie. The Avengers take it because they don't obviously want him to have that kind of power. And they end up downloading Jarvis, which is the... Um, kind yeah. of artificial intelligence that Tony uses for the first right. couple like, Iron Men. Like, like the Alexa for Tony Stark. Yeah. And they, they download his consciousness um, as well as the consciousness of, of various things, you know, Bruce Banner. This is getting Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and, and and they use that kind of against Ultron to make a, a more powerful being. And that's what Vision is? Yeah. So Vision's like super powerful. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And in, in Age of Ultron, he's actually, uh, they make a, kind of a joke um, and also a display of his power to show that he's so powerful that at one point he lifts Thor's hammer. He's he's like worthy of that, which is... Why the fuck did he... Was he such a bitch in this one? So in this one, uh, <laughs> I did kind of have a problem with that on first viewing as well, but um, they, they explained it away good enough. The very first scene that he's really in, he gets stabbed uh, from behind yeah. and you know, he says that he kept getting, like, but he specifically says something to the effect of i wasn't able to to phase or i'm not able to phase um, which is one of his big powers 
Um, and and I think it just fucked him up for the rest of the movie. He's he's okay. you know he's injured. He's not a hundred percent. He still gets his licks in here and there, but he's nowhere near as powerful as he should be. Right, especially with the Infinity, Infinity Stone in his tablet. And and even after that, I mean, throughout the movie, he gets stabbed like two or three more yeah. times. So every time, I was wondering like, why is this guy getting stabbed all the time and not dying? Because I I don't remember Age of Ultron, but again, super sidetracked. We're still on the second scene of the movie. <laughs> we'll get there, guys. We'll get there. We'll get there. We're gonna. We're, I'm calling it now. We're skipping politics. So. Ah, well. Unless you wanted to talk politics. Hey, I can talk all night. This is great. <laughs> well, we have a finite number. It's not an infinity podcast. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, so Doctor Strange enters, and then all of a sudden, Ma and who's the other guy? Uh, Corpus Glaive, I believe, is his name. So, like, they have an alien spacecraft coming into New York, and they're start trying to get. They're trying to get... Oh, because Doctor Strange, Strange has an Infinity Stone. The, the probably stone. the best Infinity Stone. Yeah, the Time Stone, which he uses in Doctor Strange. Yeah, I've seen Doctor Strange, and where he like does like goes through like an infinite number of yeah, trials. Yeah, well, he turns back the, the time at the end of that mm-hmm. movie. And yeah, it is really one of the most powerful stones, and it's in that scene... Honestly, Doctor Strange is probably the most powerful Avenger. He's... This, this movie really upsells him. Yeah, he's... He's very powerful. Um, you know, he's like he's very knowledgeable too. One of the things about this movie is like I didn't, you know, credit to Marvel for not just making their like you know most profitable Avengers more prominent because I'm sure Doctor Strange was not everyone's favorite Avenger, and he was one of the more important ones in this movie. Like he's definitely one of the most main characters of them all. Yeah, I really like the the team ups in this movie. Him and Tony together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you knew that was going to be fireworks just because their personalities are so. They're kind of almost similar, but not. Right. right yeah. Um, I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch. They're not going to take shit from each other. Right. Yeah. It's been Doctor Strange is basically just like a less autistic Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. My favorite yeah, line and, and in by the that movie. I mean, uh, Doctor Strange, not Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm pretty much my favorite line <laughs> in the movie is him to Tony Stark when he says, well, "What do you do?" He says, "Protect your reality, douchebag." <laughs> it's like, wow, you're really telling him how it is. But uh, yeah, they they definitely definitely made uh, Doctor Strange one of the better characters. Yeah, you know, one of one of my one of the most funny lines I think was when because uh, Spider Man, as in Peter Parker, ends up hanging out with them, and when they first meet, and he's like. Uh, Spider-Man's like, hi, I'm Peter Parker. And uh, Doctor Strange's like, I'm Doctor Strange. And Peter's like, oh, okay, we're using our made-up names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't know that it's his real name as well. Right. He's just making fun of the character's name, you know, because it's kind of corny. But <laughs> To get back to the, the opening battle scene, though, um, between, who is it? It's Doctor Strange, uh, the Hulk, who at that point, being beaten by Thanos, refuses to come out. Yeah. Which is kind of a... A, a reoccurring thing throughout the rest mm-hmm. of the movie. So you know, if you saw that one of those trailers, you saw the Hulk running, and I absolutely love that. I love that they're putting in things that are kind yeah. of misdirects. That, that never happens. Yeah, it it completely. Yeah, because you're you're thinking the whole time, okay, well he's going to turn into the Hulk, and right. it never happens, and it, it subverts your expectations in a way that I I love because you don't know what to expect after that. You're like, oh my god, you're so used to you know, oh I've seen this scene, so I know the Hulk's coming. And when he's, no, no, I'm not coming. You're, it blows your mind because yeah. you're like, what's going to happen? They right. do it multiple times. Even when uh, Cap's holding Thanos' hand with the Infinity Stones, they remove some of them. Oh, uh, wait a second. I just thought of a theory. Go ahead. We'll get to it at the end. Okay. 
because um, it involves the end of the movie. But okay. So the first battle scene, um, besides the the like opening credit scene, yep, like beginning. Um, basically, you know, not much to talk about. Cool fight scene. Big thing that happens is that they take Doctor Strange to space because this Maw guy's pretty telekinetically powerful. Correct. But Tony Stark and Spider Man end up hopping aboard, and Spider Man gets a new suit that's fucking amazing. It is release a seventeen. That's when, uh, yeah, he gets that. I mean, which is actually a story based reason to get that suit. He can't breathe up in space without yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But I did notice I've seen it four times, so I've had a lot of times to pick apart this movie. Did you, uh, upon reviewing, you'll notice that when Tony first gets into, you know, they they go through the rigmarole of Spider Man can't breathe up here. There's no space or yeah. no air. Uh, he he cuts a hole in the side of it yeah, of the ship, and he gets in and immediately takes his helmet off without repairing the hole. No fucking yeah, way is yeah. he breathing there. And and he's not getting immediately like air sucking out, yeah. blowing at him. You know. Yeah. And like that really complex ship didn't analyze it. There's a hole fucking cut over here. Right. But you know it's a zero movie. Yeah, we're gonna let it go. Shit. You know, never not everything's gonna be perfect. So then. Uh, <laughs> How did you like the uh, just kind of moving forward a little bit ahead with that storyline? Uh, he finds out obviously that the Spider-Man is uh, is on the ship as well. Um, they end up coming with a plan to defeat Ebony Maw because he is so powerful with those telekinetic powers. Have you seen that really old movie, Aliens? Yeah. <laughs> kind of a callback to Civil War, which you said you haven't seen I've just not yet. Seen, no. Wait till you see that. It's a kind of a reoccurring joke with Spider-Man. Oh, have you seen this really old movie? He I won't spoil that for you because it's kind of fun in that movie. Okay. But he calls back to another old movie um and and it's it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and then they ended up defeating Ma um and saving Doctor Strange, but then the spaceship is out in space and Tony Stark decides Tony Stark and Doctor Strange, although they disagree with each other, that it'd be best to keep the Infinity Stone away from Earth because of Thanos' supreme power. So they go to Titan, which is Thanos' main planet, right? And then we got to make note of the fact, because this is important later, that during this conversation about, hey, should we go back to Earth? Should we go to Titan? Uh, Doctor Strange specifically says, if it becomes a kind of a, you know, yeah. between you this spider-man you, you or the, this stone you the kid in the stone i will not hesitate to let you die i will protect this stone with my life right which changes later yeah exactly we'll get back to that so that's that's where we end up and then it does the shadow space space <laughs> <laughs> space under undercard and then you start hearing the music too you start hearing yep. like uh oh yeah you know right like away 80s ish music this is guardians and i'm like i like looked over i looked over most like this is where they come in then fucking Chris Pratt and his gang. <laughs> They're there. Just singing the rubber man. Uh, yeah, they introduced them. Groot's uh, older. Yeah, Groot's older. I am Groot. <laughs> his little teenage ass. You got some acorns on you, kid. I love I love all the, the banter. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy is... They're the best <laughs> Marvel characters, I think. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're the jokes. The one thing I, I do agree with uh i see a lot of credits bring this up and, and i absolutely agree with it is you've seen all the guardians movies all two of them yes. okay yeah so uh in the first one drax while being funny in in some ways uh he at least he's got like a power to him like he's 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 menacing in the fact that he can fight in their yeah. most recent two movies he's just relegated to comic 
comic relief. That's true. Yeah, but he's he's amazing at it. Like he's he's probably the biggest laughs in the movie. Right? Isn't he some kind of who, who is he? He's Drax the Destroyer. Who plays him? Uh, that's Dave Bautista. He's okay. a, a WWE wrestler. Yeah, I was gonna say it was some wrestler that plays him. Yeah, he's he's not in a lot, but he is very 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 funny. He's his comic timing is is on point. Mm. But uh, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, then, and of course, <laughs> this is what I love best: Guardians of the Galaxy, hilarious. And who do they meet? They go ahead and run into Thor. Fucking also the funniest of all the Avengers. Yep. And they get to see them all play together, and it's fucking hysterical. And that scene of them meeting or having him on the table is hysterical because stop touching his arm. Yeah, don't touch his muscles. <laughs> he's just he's he's like a pirate mixed with a an angel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or uh, or they tell Thor, "Hey, you're one sandwich away from being fat." Yeah. <laughs> that shit exactly. was funny. Okay. I'm going to get a Bowflex. I'm going to commit. <laughs> yeah. And some of the lines in the background of this movie, not just this scene, but but over the course of the movie are are hilarious because he's talking about getting dumbbells and you hear Rocket very like lightly in the background say, hey, hey Quill, you know you can't eat dumbbells, right? Yeah. And just shit like that. The <laughs> right. stuff in the background is hilarious. Dude, one, of the, one of the great things about this movie is how they keep with the themes of each individual's Avengers character every time they're on screen. Like, you know, every time Captain America's on screen, it's super serious, super, like, you know, intense, yeah. you know, o- almost overly intense, you know? And then every time, like, Thor and Guardians of the Galaxy are on screen, it's, like, just fucking comedy mixed with, like, passion. <laughs> yeah and you know i don't know i thought they executed it so good and then well all right but i don't know we'll keep going i'll get to my other point later um so on this uh after they kind of meet thor they decide to split into two groups um to go ahead and one to combat thanos who's going to be going for the reality stone yeah. uh, and that would be mantis drax gamora so the reality, Chris the reality Pratt. stone, that was the stone that the Guardians of the Galaxy in the first movie got, right? Nope. So uh, that was actually from Thor 2, which is my least favorite movie. Um, but the Dark Elf one, did, have you ever seen that? Thor 2? Yeah. Thor 2. Okay, it. yeah. That's from uh, that's from that one. It's the definitely red. They don't call the it. Thor. Yeah, they don't call it the reality stone. In that. They, they have another name for it, but that's, that's what it is. At the end... They end up. He has. Um, I don't know if you know, you know who Sif and like the Warriors Three. His friends from the first movie um, from uh, Asgard, like the guy with the beard, the girl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They end up taking it at the very end. It's like an after credit scene. They take it to the collector from the Guardians and say, "Hey, hold this safe." So that's how it got with him. So don't but don't the Guardians at the end of the first Guardians don't they get a stone? They do. They get the. It's from the, the orb. I one, believe right? it's the Power Stone. What do they and do with that? They take it to Nova Prime, which is where Glenn Close and John C. Riley are, also in in uh, Guardians One. Um, and they kind of explain that away in this movie. They just kind of say, Thor set mentions like you know in, in just an off comment that uh, oh last week Nova Prime was destroyed and he already got the Power Stone. Oh, you don't even so see he that. Had yeah, it. that's the one he has right away. Oh, yep. That makes more sense yep. now. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Reality Stone, um, which is pretty cool. That scene with the Reality Stone, I really like that, that they can get to right. nowhere once they finally Nowhere's do split a, in. Nowhere's like a planet shaped like a skull. Yeah, it's from it's from the lives. first Guardians movie where they go uh, and they meet Ronan for the first time. But, uh, yeah, they, they go there, and uh, that is a cool scene. Yeah, that's a great scene. Um, 
So basically, they go there. They see Thanos talking to the Collector, beating him, and then Zoe Saldana, right? Gamora. That's who plays her, right? Or am I making that up? Yes, correct. Okay, so Gamora. That's the girl from Avatar, right? Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. plays Gamora, right? Yeah. So she goes out there and has a fight with uh, Thanos and hits him in the neck and kills him. I was like, wait, what? Because that's one of the things, like, I've seen the trailers. I, I, I've definitely seen Thanos more than this. Yeah. Kills him right away. Like, he just falls dead. And he, she stabs him twice. Right. And he's like, why? And then you quickly find out. And you find out he already, he already had the stone. It. And the reality of the stone can just, I guess, manipulate what reality looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he changes it. And the whole uh, planet or nowhere, the head is is on fire. It's already destroyed. Right. Long before they even got there. So that's well, We got to really backtrack cool. a little bit. Yes. I know uh, where you're going. The flashback? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That too. What were you thinking? I was thinking the conversation between Quill and Gamora, yeah, which we'll, we'll hit that as well. So that happened actually first. So Quill and Gamora had their right, didn't it? Yeah, and that's all. And I've seen this once, motherfucker. I know you've seen this four times. Yeah, yeah, but I'm re- I'm remembering now that scene and how that scene ends with fucking Drax <laughs> and being super still. Fear number three. Oh, the president grabbed me. Guys, if you're just joining us here because you uh, didn't want to catch any spoilers for this episode, well then, let me tell you, come back to this episode in the future, because we're not doing politics tonight. We're skipping it again. I'll have to come back and we'll do politics another time. Because we legitimately got through the first quarter of this movie, (laughs) (laughs) not even, and we still got to to talk a lot about it. So I'm going to put this podcast on pause, and I'm going to take a bathroom break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna keep talking about the Avengers: Infinity Stone or Infinity Infinity Wars. Um, BRB. All right, I have freshly urinated. We're gonna open these last beers because we are still on the third beer. And how are these going down for you, Jeff? They're delicious. This is a good choice. Agreed. I still am on the ground. Who cares? <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> flashbacks. Ooh, that flashback. So these flashbacks really... This is one of the points I was trying to talk about earlier. This whole movie, it's not about the Avengers. Not at all. It's about Thanos. It is. It's his movie. He's the anti-hero of this movie. And uh, it's heartbreaking, his storyline. Yeah, and you can absolutely feel where he's coming from. Because Thanos comes from Titan, right? Mm -hmm. And Titan had its... Had a it's, bit of a population problem. And a population problem similar to like how the Earth is going to have if we keep it up, where they couldn't feed everybody and people were going into starvation and dying, gruesome hunger deaths. And his solution was to randomly kill half the population via like a lottery. Not discriminatory. Rich, poor, old, young, doesn't matter. Split it right down the middle. Right. Um, and that's about as far into his history as I know. Yeah, that's as far as they go in the comic or in the the movies. Uh, in the comics, he has a completely different motive. Okay. Yeah, he's. What's the motive in the comics? I'm curious. In the comics, he is actually in love with Death, who's a character in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Um, in this universe, it would technically be Hela because she says she's the goddess of death. Hela is Thor's sister that was Thor Ragnarok. Watch yeah. that. If you're but he's in love with her, and in order to impress her. That's why he wants to kill half the universe. Wow, this uh, motivation is so much better. Um, that One of the reasons I like this movie is because 
you can buy Thanos' motivation because if his I don't something obviously happened with his family or whatnot that made him have this realization and then so Thanos is basically storyline after that, like doesn't really it's not really explained in the Avengers. Well it is, but not shown that he goes to planets and wipes out half the population so that the planets thrive and live after that. Yep. And that's where we reach this uh, particular flashback. When he goes to the planet that Gamora was birthed on. Yep. And kills them. Oh well, kills half. Kills it looks half like they there. allow them to choose, which is the the interesting thing. If you hear him talking, he says, okay. "Pick a side," um, and the side that shows wrong gets eliminated. Right. Well, I'm assuming they pick. If you join us and come with us, you live. Otherwise, half of you die. Yeah. Um, and I like in that scene too because it's kind of character building a little bit. Um, he's a very good CG character. It looks just like Josh Brolin, kind of some of those ticks and whatnot. But who else is Josh Brolin in? He's in a lot. He's an old boy. He's going to be in the upcoming Deadpool. He was in the Goonies. Old boy? Is he in Hellboy? Not Hellboy. Uh, he was in Sicario. I've only seen the first beginning. Of that. All right, whatever. We're, whatever. <laughs> we had we had to move forward. But uh, yeah, I I really like in that scene when he's showing her the knife and he's saying perfect balance. Yeah. Beautiful scene. He, you can tell he cares because when she goes to look back, once they start to actually execute the people, he he shields her from it. He doesn't let yeah. her see that it's happening, and and he's kind of the you wouldn't expect that from his character. And he does, he does adopt he does Gamora, yeah. like kind of forcibly, forcefully adopt. Yeah, but you know, it's honestly it's honestly amazing that Gamora came out so anti her dad, being that. It seemed like he really took affection to her at a young age and truly, truly imprinted on his heart. Yeah. But then, uh, so then we get a flashback into Thanos, which like, when I first saw that, I was like, what is this movie about? <laughs> so random. Like, we're getting, I don't, I don't think we've ever had like a flashback like that about a villain. No, no. And, and it's kind of cool because it, it's a flashback of a hero you know, as well. Right. And it's wild that the very first Avengers movie as in the first Iron Man, has been leading to this point. Everything is connected. It's crazy. And we'll talk about this later, but I have I just got a suggestion for other movies after this. No, I'll just talk about this now. Why don't they... Like, this is proven successful. Like, this format that they're using, everything's connected, like a whole big universe. Yeah. You know, just because DC can't do it because their movies suck. Yeah. Why don't like what if like you could do this with a comedy series or a drama series or a horror series? Well, like an expanded universe. Yeah, why not? So like, it doesn't have to be a comic book. Well, I mean, they're they're trying it. Uh, a lot of companies are trying it. You you see that with um, the dark universe where they tried it with the mummy. They were supposed to do Wolfman and all that. That fell through because the mummy was not good. Um, oh yeah, I guess you got to. You know, they again. tried it with the DC universe. Didn't work. They're trying it right now. Uh, we'll you know we'll see if this works, but. With the uh, the King Kong Godzilla crossover, they're they're starting more and more oh, to really? try to create these cinematic universes. But the only one who's been able to to carry it on and, and really do it with a lot of success is Marvel. I guess, yeah. I don't. I don't. I mean, know. it's harder than it looks. Imagine like just coming out with a movie, one one good movie. It's so hard. Well, I'm saying like, what if you like took like all Seth Rogen's movies and put them together? Like, I mean, you put, you you slash Pineapple Express up with Super Bad, but you like kind of make the characters the same or whatnot. Crossover, you just see Saul in the yeah, background. Dude, people would love that shit and eat it up. Anyways, we got to move on. Okay, so Thanos is flashback. We get to Thanos with the Reality Stone. Um, turns out Thanos didn't die. He can manipulate reality. 
Um, then it comes to the soul breaking part where <sighs> Thanos is holding his daughter and Chris Pratt earlier in the scene. Uh, Gamora said, I know something that Thanos can't know. So if it comes down to it, you have to kill me. Told, Gamora told that to Chris Pratt, who is uh, Star-Lord. And it comes down to it, and Chris Pratt has to decide. And he's struggling, he's struggling. Then he pulls the trigger, but Thanos bubbles. turns his bullets into bubbles and says, I like you. And they disappear. <laughs> Great line. Uh, yeah, it is heartbreaking because you know, you can see the pain. Like, Chris Pratt really does a good job. Mm-hmm. You should have gone right. Like, that's such a, you know, a Star-Lord line of yeah. like, God damn it, why'd you put me in this position? But, you know, I'm going to do it anyway. And, and he does it. And, you know, uh, the thing about Marvel, they are so good at casting characters. Oh, yeah. There are probably two mistakes that I think they made. And Jeremy Renner should not have been Hawkeye because I hate Jeremy Renner. It's Hawkeye's not necessarily the most interesting character anyway so it doesn't bother me as much who's the other one i was i mean i don't know if I, I i think i'm wrong i think i'm just showing my bias but i don't i don't like captain america and i don't like chris oh, evans come on he's he's so good he might, he's, probably, shoes. he's a pretty good captain america to be honest but i just don't like the character okay that's understandable i mean he he i mean he does what he needs to do he's he's right. the he, you know, he doesn't have much. He's just the okay. You know, I'm the I'm the good guy no matter what. Yeah. Um. Well, maybe Scarlett Johansson is Black Widow. Not buying that. I don't like it. Yeah. I guess they've been trying to. You see, they went to 65 directors trying to find someone to direct a Black Widow movie. Really? Yeah. Apparently, they're really trying. We don't need that. We don't need that. Yeah. It's kind of unnecessary. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I do agree that Marvel does need a female lead, but it's not Black Widow. Captain Marvel next year. Yeah, we will talk about that. We got. Well, we got. We got. We got to keep moving. Okay. Yep, yep. Yep. So after that, what's next? So after the Reality Stone scene, um, where he doesn't kill Gamora, uh, I believe. Well, technically, we we cut to a little bit of what we talked about. Um, which is the the Iron Man stuff where they suck Ebony Maw out. From there, we go to actually Thor and okay. Root and Rocket uh, heading towards oh, yeah, Mid- Middle to Delavere. Um, so Thor takes an escape pod, but Groot and Rocket go with him, um, and they're going to try to go to the place where Thor's hammer was built. Yes. Also, where what's that thing called? The hand thing? The Infinity Gauntlet. The Finley which Gauntlet I, was built. Oddly enough, I, I think that's kind of going to be a callback for later. Uh, okay. which we'll get to but yeah they go here um and surprise who's one, there one of the biggest surprises in the movie. oh so happy because wait before they they do set it up where um there's like they were, there was like a place ruled by dwarves right yep yep the dwarves forged these weapons guess what fucking dwarf was there motherfucking the dinkle <laughs> yeah peter dinklage aka Tyrion lannister i was like what the fuck but so he's like a random. giant dwarf he's bigger yeah than that was funny they're calling him dwarf and he's like four times as large as chris hemsworth <laughs> but yeah they dwarf go there dwarf doesn't refer to you being short it refers to your limbs being yeah. short <laughs> and they go there to try to forge a new weapon a thanos killing weapon as they say called mm-hmm. stormbreaker um, which is said to be one of the most powerful weapons in asgard it can also summon the bifrost which is what uh, heimdall used yeah. to do mm-hmm. to transport people to wherever i guess and they're going to use that a lot in the future as well so they they wanted to him to make a weapon, but turns out he Thanos cut off his hands and just gave him like stone hands. Yeah. But Thor's like, it's not about what's in your hands; it's about what's in your head. Yep. And this scene, uh, if there's a weaker scene, yeah. like a scene you're kind of like, okay, let's go. It's probably this one. They cut back to it a couple times. You know, he he restarts the star, and then they something breaks, and he has to hold it open. 
I really, you know, and the fact that Thor can withstand the power of a star is a little far fetched, but he is a god. Thor's pretty overpowered in these movies. Once he gets there, it's it's kind of like okay, we're good. Right. But they end up forging Stormbreaker just to kind of move past that whole plot line. Yeah, they get a Thor gets another hammer, but it's an axe, and Group cuts off part of his body that can infinitely grow so it's not really much of a loss yeah yeah he creates a handle for him main thing is it's really awesome seeing peter dinklage there dinkle (laughs) with his deep voice Uh, Um, you're gonna die boy (laughs) he's like only if it kills me yeah that's what dying means oh god thor's the greatest that thor's comic relief is so great oh and thor it's even, it's even better i think it's better than the guardians because thor is such a serious like from even the very first thor when he first gets to earth and he has a finishes his drink he's like i'll have another and slams <laughs> it to the ground so we don't do that here. they also have a story-based reason for thor getting his eye back which kind of ties into the guardians of the galaxy jokes oh, that they've already that. made which is kind of funny um but thor no longer has an eye patch yeah, he, he had it for about half of a movie. Um, anyways, moving on. What's next? So from there, uh, what I would go to is, uh, of course... Seen in Titan? Well, Thanos, before that even, just kind of set some future stuff up. Oh. Thanos uh, has Gamora, ends up oh, showing her that he has the sister, Nebula. Uh, Nebula, which I love that shot of her from the front. Yeah, she looks normal. And then she gets, you know, it's it slides to the side and you see she's deconstructed. And then yeah. he's taking her apart, and and then that torture scene. He's I mean, holding her there, like suspended by some kind of weird gravity. Yeah, and and that torture scene. I mean, it, it it's tough, man, because they set that up so nice in the last movie, Guardians Two, about yeah. how cruel he was to specifically Nebula. Um, yeah, I mean, you kind of that is, I guess, to understand that, you have to have watched Guardians Two. Mm-hmm. Required viewing. I mean, honestly, all of it's a required viewing, but. You know, I guess, like, so some parts that I don't understand because I didn't see Civil War. Like, there's some parts, like, whatever, they don't hit hard with me. But because if I imagine if I didn't see Guardians 2, I wouldn't understand why Nebula hates Thanos so much. Yeah. But yeah. now I do because every time they would oh, yeah. fight, she would try to improve her. And by cutting off part of her body and making it into a mechanical part, fucking great writing right here. This movie was just a bunch of great I would say writing. anything that you probably have questions about is probably in a movie that you haven't seen. They did a really good job of tying up all threads, letting you know where every character's motivation is coming from. Uh, It it was really well done. Yeah. So Nebula's all fucked up, and basically the point of this scene is for Thanos to try to get out of Gamora where the Soul Stone is. He ends up getting it. Uh, It's on Voromir. Gets so. it by torturing Nebula. Yep, yep, yep. His actual... Wait, is it his actual daughter? So, same thing as Gamora. It's uh, He tortured, killed half her population, took okay, her as so a daughter. Okay, so he didn't have a natural born daughter. I think it's the same for all of his children, including Ebony Maw. You know, all the, all the ones who are even... his children, too? Well, his children. Okay, but I think he his... collects them as he goes to these different planets Got and you. is killing people. And some of them are on his side, you know some what? of them are not. Maybe his children died in his home planet. It's possible. I mean that more motivation. Be, that, that would be great. But uh, they end up going to Vormir. Yeah, which is, is where the stone is. Do you do you know the Easter egg that showed up there? Was it the Dementor? <laughs> yes, it's the <laughs> this Dementor. It's actually a Harry Potter crossover. He, he he looks like a Dementor when you first meet him, but it's actually the Red Skull, uh, Hugo Weaving. It's not actually Hugo Weaving, but it's a it's a new person basically Red, playing Hugo Weaving. Red Skull, isn't that DC? 
Nope, Red Skull is actually, uh, if you remember, it's from the first Captain America. Captain America, oh, the first yeah. Avenger. He's that the villain, main villain. And he gets sucked away by the Tesseract into space <gasps> yeah, at the beginning. I remember. Never heard from him again. Here he is in this movie. It's an answer to where he's been this whole time. Wow. Wow. What a great job. Oh, yeah. And and this leads right to one of, I'd say, top two in this movie uh, scenes that just kind of take your yeah. you know gut punch, real gut punch. Right. Uh, and that is Thanos and Gamora. Yeah. So in order to receive the soul stone, you have to sacrifice a soul that you are actually in love with or like something that would rip apart your soul to destroy. And he, so the only thing Thanos loves, because he obviously didn't love Nebula. No. Um, but the only daughter he did only love, only parts. child he did love was Gamora. And Gamora is, at first is like, ha, you love nothing. But then you see Thanos crying. It's played out beautifully too, yeah. Because yeah. like you said, she's like, you you know, she laughs. Ha ha, you don't love anything. You, you, you're you cruel. Only for him to turn around and you see the tears. And he throws her off the ledge. Yeah, and Red Skull's line too, the, the tears aren't for him. They're for you. Yeah. Whew. Whew. Yeah, then Gamora dies, and that's a death I don't think we're getting back. I don't think we'll, we are either. We'll get we'll get to that later, but I don't think we're getting that back. Yeah, that's a yeah. She's busy filming Avatar. She ain't coming back. Right. <laughs> Is Avatar two finally gonna come out? Uh, they're filming two, three right now, and then if that does good, they'll do four or five. Okay. Well, Obnoxious. Yeah, it's been only uh over ten years. Ten years, yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, all right, so so then he gets the soul stone, which I'm not sure what that stone does. The soul stone, I think that's actually kind of comes back later. I think pretty sure that's how he takes everyone at the end. Oh, okay. He's taking their souls. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, from there, once as soon as he gets that, cut right to Titan, which is um, where Thanos before before this, yeah, it's it's where Thanos grew up. It's now a ruin. Now, and, so that's where Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, I keep saying so. Doctor Strange, Iron Man, and and uh, Spider Man are in a hilarious scene. Uh, it is them three, and all of a sudden, who comes in? Half of the Guardians of the Galaxy. You get Drax. You get <laughs> Mantis. Oh yeah, and you get one of the great uh, Peter Quill. <laughs> and they jump in. They don't know each other, so of they're course they fight other. right off the they bat. Each think they're yeah, Thanos they're working for Thanos, games. and that's a fun little little battle. You know, Mantis is looking at Spider Man. He's like, "Don't lay your eggs in me." <laughs> and uh, it leads to probably the the funniest line in the movie, which again is from Drax, where he's like, "He's like, where is Gamora?" He's like, "I'll do you one better." Who is Gamora? And then it cuts to Drax. I'll do you one better. Why is Gamora? <laughs> so fucking funny. And perfect just line delivery. But yeah, so then they figure out that, you know, they're both on the same side and they start to strategize. Right. Which leads to another funny scene. Um, is this when is this when they're like trying to make a strat oh, you're talking about the Chris Pratt scene. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you saw it, uh Chris Pratt's like or Tony Stark lays out a plan, right? And Chris Pratt's like, that plan's great, but it sucks. So let me come out, come up with it because it'll be better or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and there's the the one scene where Tony realizes the, the level of intellect he's dealing with, being one of the smarter people in the universe. And he just kind of stares at the screen for a solid five or six seconds. And it's just like, is this really happening? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, he just goes, 
<laughs> just kind of like, fuck, this is... And he's like, can everyone just huddle together, please? <laughs> then uh, in the meantime, uh, Doctor Strange is going through 14 million different simulations of the outcome of meeting Thanos there. And he says only one of them would work. And what we mean by that is with the time stone, he can like go over like the small futures and see what the outcomes will be over and over again until he gets what he likes. But out of all the ones he did, there was only one that worked out. One of 14,600,005. Yeah. And, and so this is, this is when it gets a little fishy, the whole rest of the movie, because the one he does decide to do, it does not seem like a great plan. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, only he knows you would think, if you were a good dude, you should fill us all in, you know. But he kind of keeps it, plays it close to the chest, and just said, "This is, you know, this is the only way." Yeah, it's all you get from him for right. the rest of the movie. Because after that, uh, as soon as you know they figure out, you know, or decide that there's only one opportunity, Thanos shows up, and that leads to one of the best action scenes in the movie. Yeah, where they are so close to getting Thanos's gauntlet. So close, but Star Lord finds out that. Gamora was killed and ruins the plan. Yeah, and and with that, you know, I had a problem with that initially on my first viewing. I was like, why? Why would you do that? But it kind of plays into his character. If you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy 2, as soon as Kurt Russell tells him, I, you know, I had to put that tumor in your mom's head. No hesitation, without thought, he pulls out his guns and starts blasting them. He's a hothead, yeah. you know, right. and, and they've set it up in the past. Um, I don't want to spoil a previous movie for you, but Tony would have done the same thing. If it was Pepper Potts who had died... Uh, oh, you can spoil the shit out of me. I don't care. It's such but, a, but we do have, such we have time a good trains. plot point from a past movie. But, um, you know, what I think? I think that that hit... Like, uh, uh, fucking Star-Lord freaking out like that was super necessary yeah. for yeah. Doctor Strange's plan because he needed them to believe that the plan was to get that gauntlet off. Which almost worked, right? And and of those fourteen million possibilities, how many of them did they get the gar- the the get you know the the gauntlet off and, and it didn't matter, lost. yeah? Because right. he's still powerful without them. But that whole scene, all the fight, you know, the fight choreography and them kind of working together, you know, as a unit, even before they get to that scene, is is great. Um, I love how they set that up where where Star Lord's jumping on you know Doctor right. Doctor Strange's discs. You know, Star Lord um, honestly has like one of the worst powers. Though. Yeah, I mean he's just a dude with a jetpack. He honestly should have Thor's powers because he's half god. <laughs> yeah, they they unfortunately explained that away in Guardians two and said, oh, when he dies, you lose that. I'm sure at some oh. point. Yeah, I'm sure at some point they'll revise that and say you're more than yeah. just a human but in these movies yeah he's he's relegated to just a dude with a jetpack yeah. um but just to kind of cut back to to some of the previous movie i thought in this movie tony stark specifically had one of the coolest outfits he's ever had with the nanotechnology they did a yeah. lot of really cool stuff with how it would like you know he'd be using so much power that it would be taking some of the nanotech from his leg and like it was really cool how they set that up. He had a bunch of anchors that he was using to, you know, punch, and mm-hmm. it was really, really cool how they how they used Tony. Yeah, I know uh, Iron Man's always been like a favorite of everybody, not a favorite of mine, but you know, 
I feel like I'm just jealous of him or something. Yeah, he's billionaire, right. we, we playboy, are, genius. We are uh, we are running low on time, so let's try to speed through these next parts. Okay, so, uh, so don't that, defeat Thanos. No, Thanos. Don't uh, Thanos actually beats Thanos, the shit out of Tony and yes. stabs him. And then I thought um, he was done. Benedict Cumberbatch pleads like, "Here, give, I'll give you the stone if you let him live," which does not seem right. This is why we were calling back to the Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Even Tony says, Doctor "Why Strange did you do that?" Yeah, it's the only way. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Earth, right? Wakanda. Wakanda. With uh, uh, T'Challa and in company yep. in one of the greatest Marvel movies ever in Black Panther. I thought it was mid-tier. It was I okay. Thought I liked it. I honestly liked it a lot. It it was good, but it fell into the... We don't have a time for this discussion. Okay. Let's, let's continue with the synopsis. So, okay. So, yeah. Uh, Captain America and, the, on, and company bring Vision, who's fucked up, uh, to... Wakanda, because they know that's the only place they can take out the Mind Stone, which is, of course, one of the stones that they're after. And they know once they take it out, that Scarlet Witch can destroy it. They don't want to destroy it while it's in Vision's head because it'll kill him. Right. So, the um, they should have just done. Yeah. They, they, yeah. We'll get to that later. They, they take it to Shuri um, to work on, on getting that taken care of. But while they're there, uh, some of the Black Order uh, come and uh, with an army. Yeah, and I'm going to have, like, zombie animals. Actually, uh, of all the kind of nameless creatures, you know, that have come up in the Avengers, Age of Ultron, whatever, I like these ones the best. You've seen, you've seen A Quiet Place, right? Yeah. Oh, I thought the same thing. Yeah, they're like hilarious. those, but they could probably hear. Yeah, they kind of look like that with a mix of, like, <laughs> venom. Seen, I mean. It was like yeah. they had these, like, weird mouths. But, uh, yeah, they end up showing up. There's a big-ass war, which, I mean, that was really, of all the action scenes... Even of the first one, this is kind of the one I was like, "That's cool," but like, whatever, right. you know I mean, what I mean? You know, at this point, it's just an action. Scene. Yeah, it's just nameless beast being killed for the sake of being killed. You're right. really, you're really just right. waiting for Thanos to get there. Yeah, because you know, like, nothing's gonna happen. Like, it's gonna look cool, but no one's gonna have a major yeah. death, and nothing's gonna be the com- unless there's like insignificant background bad characters. So then, uh, let's kind of move past some of that. Um, again, the Hulk won't come out. Some misdirection there by the the trailers. Uh, but, you know, Thanos ends up arriving. Yeah, Thanos gets there. And, well, before Thanos gets there, Thor arrives. Mm. Thor and Thor rocketing Groot. I don't know about your theater, but in my probably all four of them that i went to that was the biggest applause throughout every i got one. no applause and also the sound in my theater <gasps> sucked where did you go imagine canton oh man that's so disappointing like it uh, was like like when well, you know which, you know which when day did you go like, too loud did you, you know, go like, recently crinkling because i went, went yesterday okay i went the first four Wait, days so it, obviously yeah, it was yesterday. sold out each time and people were oh, freaking out when two days when thor oh, two days ago thor comes down from the bifrost yeah yeah, yeah. and specifically when the Hulk or, or Mark Ruffalo's character says, "You guys are so screwed now." Yeah, you're just like, <laughs> that great. "That's true." And then he says, "Bring me Thanos," and does his his Thor thing and just wrecks everyone. Yeah, Thor's the greatest. He, yeah, I, I love him so much. That whole scene where he's flying around destroying the the mm. carriers. I mean, you're just like, "Wow, Thor with his hammer is just right. so overpowered." And then, then he could have killed Thanos if he would have aimed for the head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Thanos comes. Uh, at this point, he's got five of the six stones. The only one he needs is Vision, uh, and of course, which the is stone, the Mind Stone, which yeah, is in Vision's still mind. in Vision's, still yeah, connected. still in his head. 
Um, so Vision, you know, Thanos arrives, starts walking towards them. Vision tells Scarlet Witch, you know, the only way, you know, is, is to destroy it right now. We, we're out of time. So she has to make that hard decision to destroy the stone, which, again, I mean, it's better when you followed some of the movies. Like, you haven't seen Civil War. They kind of right. start to develop the relationship there. Um, but really, they kick it off in this movie. Like, oh, there are a couple now. So you didn't miss much, but it's still pretty heartbreaking. Right. I mean, no, I can still understand that from yeah. the first time they they showed him in this movie like i understood that yeah so this is why i think like age of ultron yeah you should probably watch it but it's not necessary viewing yeah before yep. this because i still like I, this is still my favorite marvel movie ever this one's really good and you know i love days of future past well x or x-men's different different Ooh, universe that's a great movie but yeah i still love those but so and at this point when thanos arrives it shows you right away he's the most powerful being ever yeah the hulk jumps at him phases through him puts him in some rocks the only thing uh, that hits him is thor's hammer yeah yeah i mean what's his face uh captain america gets some licks in but it's nothing that's gonna affect right. him he just knocks think, him like, out yeah it looked like captain america died there he should have yeah died there. he got wrecked <laughs> uh but thor's hammer hits then him. we get that great scene too of before that of her shooting vision her shooting yeah. thanos him coming in and she destroys the stone yeah and you're like yes he's not gonna get all six right yeah the stone breaks disintegrates but then you notice thanos isn't that worried you'd think he'd be a little angrier yeah but you forget he has dr strange powers now. <sighs> that that broke me i was like fuck there's no losing after that no i don't know how this is even gonna right, yeah turns it right back vision comes back tears it out of his head vision goes limp vision i think is kaput i think he is as well Although, I'm extending this episode a little bit because we have more to talk about. Uh, I I do have a theory. Uh, Shuri, the Black Panther's sister, yeah, she was trying. You know, she you see her doing her little thing. Uh, I think she might have saved some of him, if not a, a majority of him, because you know Bruce Banner earlier in the movie says, you know, he's not just the Mind Stone. He's Tony. He's me. He's Ultron. He's right. this. He's that. So I you think, think he like she like logged his DNA or something. Yeah, because ultimately all he is is an artificial intelligence. He's he's Jarvis uh, and he's more. So wait, that's what he is. He's the one that was that. He's he's Jarvis. He's yeah he he's Vision. Oh. Yeah he's yeah he's the one who's a majority. You know he's an amalgamation of various different things. So I think they could save they his could character. Re- reanimate. Yeah, him then. he's not going to be the same, but he's going to be a majority like. She's smart, and they they have said time yeah, and time yeah. again she's the most she's the smartest character in this right. in this whole series. Uh, right. so, so yeah, yeah, let's go on. I think they they saved him. So we got we got the Infinity Stone saying great. Thanos is not beaten, all six, but he can't get all six now. So what does he wait? Do we already do this? Well, yeah, he turns back time. He rips it out of, of his head, he, and he gets all six. He's he's the most you know he he got his goal. Yeah. Uh, immediately, as soon as he gets all six, lightning hitting him. Uh, and then, and of course, you see Stormbreaker, and he impressive. He he cannot stop Stormbreaker. No, because he's made by the same guy that made the Infinity Gauntlet, yeah. Peter Dinklage. Smokes him right in the chest, and uh, and Thor comes down and says, "I told you, I would kill you." Yeah. And what does Thanos say? You should aim for the head. And boy, should he, because at that moment. Snaps his fingers just like he's been told the whole movie. 
snaps Nick. into a flash or like yeah. a flash sideways. Which you're I really a lost fan of flash sideways. Yeah, I really, really like that. Loved because it too. you're like, what the fuck just happened? So uh who do you want to be, Thanos or Gamora? We're gonna reenact it right here for everybody. I'll I'll be Gamora. Okay. Do you start or do I? Uh I believe it's me. I said or well, yeah, it's me. Because I say, uh, did you do it or something? Yeah, did you do it? I did. Yes, I did. What did it cost you? Everything. Oh, so good. And then, then we get a cut back. And, and, and Thanos just disappears. Well, before that, I wanna I wanna make note. Uh, did you see the gauntlet? No. So the gauntlet, when it cuts back, is fried. Like, it looks oh. almost completely destroyed. Like, the power of that snap and, and doing this action took everything out of that gauntlet. And and I don't know if he can use it again in the future movies. So, it must have been the power of the snap and what he immediately did when he did the yeah. snap. Which is why, earlier in the episode, I said, we're going to call back to this, uh, when they're with Peter Dinklage, uh, Groot, or not Groot, uh, Rocket specifically says, hey, does it look like that? And he has a mold of that gauntlet yeah. i think that could come into play later in future movies because i don't know i don't know that he can continue using it right um oh gosh i thought we weren't recording for some reason oh goodness but we have been but uh yeah so what happens after the snap nick and so the snap happens thanos disappears everyone's confused yeah, what happened? Even even Thor says, "Where did he go? What happened?" Yeah, and he I don't know, he teleported. I don't even know to where. Yeah, I don't know. It's really Which unclear. Which is not a big point. Yeah, no. But then you ever seen the you ever seen the show The Leftovers? Mhm. I have a theory that The Avengers is a prequel to The Leftovers. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> uh so then people start I think the first one Bucky. is Bucky starts yeah. like saying I feel weird. And then he just disintegrates into ashes. The internet is calling it dusting. It does. Uh, yeah, they just disintegrate. Yeah, they turn into ash. And it's just like... And at first it's n- Bucky, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. And then you're, then you're like slowly realizing, like, what what's, what was that? And then all of a sudden, next is like, what, Black Panther? Yeah, which I, I really love that shot, because he goes to pick up a Koye. It's like, this is no, and you think this it's no gonna place be her. to die. Yeah, right. this is no place to die. His arm starts to disappear. And I, I, my theater lost it when when he he vanished. Yeah, and then uh, I was not expecting that. Then it's like Groot, Groot, which I was wondering why didn't Groot's handle disappear? Why didn't Groot's roots? Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Um, and then, and then I don't, I don't know. A bunch of people die. A bunch of main cuts people. to Titan, Titan, and Star Lord, uh, Drax. Drax mantis and then the saddest one man this is the one that almost got me like i yeah. was like ooh, like i almost fucking almost Peter fucking Parker. cried on a damn marvel movie because <laughs> of fucking spider-man just the delivery of i don't want to go i don't want to go yeah i'm sorry like you you saw in his face that oh, like and fucking dr strange went too oh yeah yeah and and what does he say right before this was the only way yeah this was the only way but but back to Spider-Man, he, he you know, you see him, he's so scared. He's this young kid. He can't do anything about it. He's disappearing. I'm, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And then 
uh, he, he, you know, he, you see him pull it together. I'm an Avenger, and he, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And it was so sad. It was so God damn it. so dramatic and so. Then you're like, you left realizing like, Thanos won. He killed half of the universe. Yeah, Nebula even says that he did it. Nebula, Nebula, but no, no, Nebula stayed alive. Yeah, it's Nebula and uh, Stark. They're Nebula, the only ones on Titan. Left on Titan, and then. The main Avengers, as in Bruce Banner, I was just going to tell Thor, you, Thor and Captain America are still alive. Scarlet, all of them. Scarlet, Scarlet Witch, yeah. Every single Avenger. I mean, obviously, we don't know about Hawkeye. Wait, didn't Scarlet Witch die? Nope, she's, she's alive. alive. Every Avenger, uh, except for Hawkeye, we which know we don't Ant-Man's know, but alive. he's gonna he's gonna be there. Uh, is still alive, which is crazy, and that's gonna set up. Like, for the I next told movie. Melissa uh, going into the movie, I was like, I, yeah, I heard an Avenger dies in this, but I'm guarantee you it's not <laughs> i guarantee you it's not t'challa uh, peter parker or any of the guardians people <laughs> so because every, they all still have yeah only one out. guardian is still alive yeah, rocket. rocket fucking oh rocket of all the of all the guardians yeah so and then the movie ends ends with uh that sunset that that uh thanos was yeah. stating early in the movie i just want to sit down after and and look at a sunset over a grateful universe. And he, and he just gives a half smirk, cut to black. And then the post-credit scenes. Yes. Let's get through that real quick before this podcast yep. ends. So the post-credit scenes, of course, fucking the person that's in every goddamn movie is in Samuel L. Jackson, one of my most hated actors. Motherfucker. Even though his name is fucking Nick Fury. And I am a Baratheon of ours is the Fury. And my name is Nick. Still Agent high. Cobley Smolders gets dusted. Then Nick Fury starts. Well, so like the, that scene reminded me a, a lot of the, the leftovers, leftovers opening. She's like, "What the fuck is happening?" Yeah, because right. they go to that car and there's just no one there. Yeah, right. It's just just like leftovers opening, which is insane. And I was like, "This is totally a prequel to the leftovers." <laughs> but, um, uh, so yeah, then but before he dies, he's like trying to make a phone call, and of course, right before he disappears, he's like, "Mother." Like, oh yeah, that's a, that's a Nick Samuel, Fury, or Samuel Jackson. You know, I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. But did you also notice? Not only was it a phone call, it was a beeper. Yeah. Because apparently, the next Captain Marvel movie takes place in the nineties. It's like a prequel, so it, it happens before. Okay, all right. So he was calling, and the only thing that appears on the beeper thing is the symbol Her for symbol, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Tell us about Captain Marvel a little bit. We got you got like one minute. Oh shit. So I actually don't know too much about Captain Marvel. Okay, well then, so Captain Marvel's a female superhero that kind of dresses in Captain America style clothes, right? Uh, kind of. She can fly and shit. Like she's, she's like a space alien, right? Pretty powerful. Like I said, I don't know the specifics of her, so I don't want to. I don't want to make anything up. But she's uh, she's definitely going to be a big part. She was originally supposed to be in this movie, but she's not. Uh, they pushed her to the second movie, and like I said, she's going to have a movie before the next Avengers come out, so she's definitely going to be a big part. Yeah, so here's the question. With the, with that crazy ending, there's no way all those characters stay dead. No, not at all. They actually so what, already have Spider-Man 2 in production, so right. no way. So what? So what, So what? how do they undo this? So my theory, after seeing it about four, four times, uh, is I think everyone before the snap, anyone who dies before the snap with... The exception of Vision, as we already discussed. I think they're dead. So Gamora, Loki, Heimdall, I think they're dead. Dead for good. Yeah. You know, um, I think anyone after the snap can be repaired. And and that's with the uh, the time stone. There's a lot of theories about how they might do it. I, I can't say the specifics of that. 
but they're definitely coming back. I mean, Black Panther just made $1.2 billion. They're yeah, not no going to not doesn't. make a sequel. There's no, Spider-Man Homecoming did well. Um, those two alone. And, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy always does well. Yeah. You know, there's no... There's no way. Who about this theory? I heard this. Um, they don't come back. But everyone that goes... like, you, you, Have you seen The Leftovers, all of it? I've seen some of it, and I haven't seen all of it. Okay, so one of the theories at the end is that everyone that got disappeared turned into, like, an alternate upside-down reality where it's the same but with all the people that got disappeared. Hmm. So what if they just go into a different reality and that's where they keep up the movies? Well, I, I know too much. I, I don't want to say anything further. Okay. <laughs> I know, I, I know, I know so like, Infinity spoiler. War, Infinity stuff. Wars Part 2 comes out May of next year, right? That's what I, I think I it's May or June. Um, yeah, it's like mid-next year. It's a little bit later in the year than this one came out, but about a year's time. So this is definitely re-sparked my faith in superhero movies because I was done with them. That's why I haven't seen so many because I was done. They were just getting so predictable and so boring. And then this one came out, and it was not predictable, not boring, great story, great comedy, great action, great everything. And Jeff, we have come to the end of this podcast. All right. Well, it's been a real blast. I'll be happy to be back anytime you need me. Is there anything you want to plug? I ain't got much to plug. I'm a simple man. (laughs) All right. Well, then, Jeff, we will have you back after the next Marvel movie, which is Ant-Man and the Wasp, which should be interesting. Woo! But, everybody, if you could please rate, review, and subscribe to the Split Six podcast on Apple Podcasts. And by that, I mean the Split Six media, whatever. Just search Split Six. You'll find me. i got a beer bottle with my face on it. Follow me on Twitter at Nick Wagella. Follow me on Instagram at nwagella. Follow us on Facebook at Split Six Media. And, as always, thank you for splitting six with us. And don't forget our famous tagline. It is more important to listen to what somebody else is saying to you than it is for them to listen to what you are saying to them. Good night, everybody.